Amen. Happy Chinese New Year, everyone. For those of you who are back in KL, welcome back to the city. <laughs> For those of you who are not back yet, those, those of you who are traveling, I pray you have journey mercy, safe journey back home. You know, um, about a year ago, I started this um, long series on Foundation Truth, and today I just want to end it. And um, I, 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 I'm preaching from um, Hebrews 6, verse 1 and 2. And there's this, um, it starts off with just a quick recap. Um, we started off with repentance from dead works and then faith towards God. And that's the start of our spiritual life. That's the start of our salvation. And then we come into water baptism, baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's really about God empowering us for this this life that we have, this journey on earth that we have before we meet Him. Water baptism, a new life, baptism of the Holy Spirit, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And laying on of hands is the next one, which is our ministry. It is our outreach. And then after that, we talk about our hope in the future, in resurrection of the dead. And last week, I spoke on this sermon titled Anointed but Not Crowned, that we are anointed for this journey but there is a greater purpose that God has for us. And today I'm going to bring it to a close with this big topic called Eternal Judgment. Eternal <laughs> Judgment. So we're going to dive into rare territory today. We're going to go to the book of Revelation. We're not going to have uh, scriptures and slides even for those of you online. Um, so just uh, go to your Bible apps, flip it, swipe it, amen? So Revelation 20, verse 11 to 15. We're going to come from there and we're going to read Revelation 20, verse 11 to 15. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works." Verse 14, then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the, sec this is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for today. Father, we pray and we, we just thank you that we can come to church. And for those of who are online, we can just gather wherever we are at, and just worship you and seek you, O oh God. And Father, we pray even as we go into this topic of eternal judgment or what is to come in the future, we pray that God, you open our hearts and you open our minds to receive what you have for us. God, I pray you help me. Speak that these words will not be mine, but will come from you and you alone. So Holy Spirit, we just honour you, we invite you to come into this place. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You know, everything that you do in this life will be judged. That at the end of time, that when we come before 
this judgment seat, this great white throne, we come before God, we will need to give an account of every single thought, act, and word that we have uttered and said and done in this life. It is inevitable. It is something that every single person must go through. Eternal judgment. Eternal means never-ending. It means forever and ever. I think the Chinese word is yong yong yuan yuan. It's not never-ending. It's never-ending, never-ending, never-ending. Forever and ever. A lot of times we think that when we come into this judgment, it's like you stand before God and it's as if we, we always have this imagery of like everything that we have done in life will be played out. And then God will weigh, hmm, did you skip church for Chinese New Year? Hmm, did you do the wrong things? Or did you serve enough? Did you do this enough? We always think that it's something like that. But you know what? You know, this judgment is not so much a trial. A pastor once put it this way, it's more like a sentencing. Because whether you like it or not, we are all guilty. We are all sinners. That everything, no matter how holy you are, if you can memorize the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you can, you know, you can, you can, you can say it from the start to the back and from the back to the front. No matter how holy you are, there's going to be parts of your life that has sinned. And we are all guilty of that. We have all sinned. But you see, the beauty of this is that even though we have all sinned, that if you come to a place where you can say that Jesus, you are my Lord and Saviour, that when we stand before God, when we stand before God, these acts, these words, and these thoughts that does not glorify God, that does not sit well with the principles and values of God will be blotted out. And our names will be found in the book of life. We would all end up in hell if not for what Jesus has done on the cross for you and for me. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father but through Him. Church, I, I have a very simple sermon today and I just want to tell you this, that hell is real. And you're like, oh, Chinese New Year talk about hell, haram. Touch wood, touch. Cannot talk about this thing, Chinese New Year haven't end yet. No, I think this is the perfect time to talk about hell. You know, for the longest time, I have had this, this, this conversation with God and I, and, and I keep telling God, it's like, God, we, we present salvation and represent the gospel, we represent this, this spiritual life that we come to church, it's about fellowship, it's about discipleship, it's about all the good things that we will be blessed. 
But you see, we tell them that you have eternal life. You tell them that we have eternal hope. But on the flip side of it, if you choose not to follow Jesus, the fact is, the reality is, your destination will be hell. There is nothing that you can argue about that. If you don't like it, I didn't say it. It's in the Bible. This is not John's theology. Hell is real, guys. Bible says that in the end times, there will be a separation of the sheep and the goat. A separation of those who see Jesus as their shepherd and those who don't. And those who don't, you'll end up in hell, which is eternal condemnation. It is eternal. It is a permanent state that will be forever and ever. And that's the whole thing. You see, this whole foundation truth, the whole crux of it is to, to bring you to a place that at the end of the day, you will choose Jesus. That at the end of the day, you will live a life that wants and seeks to glorify Him. That's the whole crux of foundation truth. But as easy as, as much as we say that it is foundation truth, I want you to look at Galatians 4 verse 9. You know, foundation truth in Hebrews, some, 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 some versions put, puts it as elementary principles. Look at Galatians 4 verse 9. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world? whose slaves you want to be once more. It is as easy for us to go back into that path that we were on before we met Jesus. Galatians says, how can you come to know God and yet you still want to go back to those kind of foundation truths of the world? Elementary principles of the world. C.S. Lewis says this, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. You see, church, we are in a time when we have to be vigilant. It's not the time to get comfortable. COVID, no COVID. For thousands, for 2,000 years, the Bible and the disciples and people have been saying that the end is near and the end is near. Huh, this sermon is like doom and gloom. Someone got melancholic music playing in the background. But whether you like it or not, the end is coming. Jesus is coming. So church, are you aware are you aware of this place called hell? Are you aware that your life right now, if you make the wrong choices, if you choose to live a life that is based on the foundation truths of the world, the elementary principles of the world, the devil can easily come to kill, steal, and destroy the salvation and what you have or your life that you have to steal that from you. 
what scares me the most is this, this particular verse. If you're thinking, what well, John is trying to scare people, I am. Because hell is real. There's no escape route from hell. There's nothing you can do when you, the moment you die, that's it, it's full stop. There's no turning back. Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. I'm reading, I'm reading from the Living Bible Version. Verse 21, not all who sound religious are really godly people. Let me read that again. Not all who sound religious are really godly people. They may refer to me as Lord, but still won't get to heaven. For the decisive question is whether they obey my Father in heaven. Verse 22, At the judgment many will tell me, Lord, Lord, we told others about you. Use your name to cast out demons and to do many other great miracles. But I will reply, you have never been mine. Go away for your deeds are evil. This verse is talking about Christians or talking about people who profess that they are Christians. People who are serving, who have told others about you, God, have used your name to cast out demons. The decisive question is whether you will obey God the Father in heaven. How we live our lives right now will determine where we are when eternal judgment takes place. When we stand before God, whether our sentencing, whether our sins will be blotted out, whether our names will be in the book of life. Church, hell is real. Hell is real. And it's a reality that we need to have at the back of our minds. It's not that we need to, you know, every day live in fear, like, oh God, I don't want to go to hell, I don't want to go to hell. You know, every day you wake up, please forgive me all my sins. Then, before you sleep, oh, please forgive me all my sins. Things that I know, I don't know. Never mind, I clear everything for today. You know, then the next day I clear again. It's not about living in, in, in fear. But to have that, that life which, which really, really built on the right principles elementary principles, not of the world, but of God. Hell is real. But heaven is also real. But heaven is also real. Can I hear some amen? <laughs> the typical view of heaven that we always see and or think is that, you know, the moment you die, you meet God. Well done, good and faithful servant. Joel, here is your cloud. Go and float with the angels. And off and on, you know, the, 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 the food will come by, the grapes will fly, and you'll be just there. And suddenly, all of us know how to play the harp. A lot of us view heaven like that. It's airy-fairy, it's floaty, it's all clouds, all sunshine. There's no work. There's a never-ending buffet of food. Amen? <laughs> well, at least that's my view of heaven. But I want you to... I'm not going to go into the intricacies of what heaven is going to be. You can, there, there's plenty of debatable things on that. But I want to give you a view of heaven today so that you will know how to live your life right now. 
I don't want you to just look into heaven as if like, oh, you know, we're just going to you know, be there and we're just going to chill. If some of you, two weeks break already, you grow mushroom already. If you're chilling for eternity, yeah, it's going to be quite bad. Lah. <laughs> Last week, I talked about pressing onwards towards the prize. At the end of the day, when we die, our prize is the crown. Philippians 3, verse 13 to 15. This is the new life version. Philippians 3, verse 13 to 15. No, Christian brothers, I do not have that life yet. But I do one thing. I forget everything that is behind me and look forward to that which is ahead of me. My eyes are on the crown. I want to win the race and get the crown of God's call from heaven through Christ Jesus. My eyes are on the crown. I want to win the race and get the crown of God's call from heaven through Christ Jesus. And Revelation 3 verse 11 once again says this, Jesus, I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. We equate the crown that we have, the crown that we're going to have and uh, be given to us in heaven as a sense of achievement. It's like a badge of honour and it is. But have you ever wondered, like, you live a life, you, you, you serve God, you love people, you sacrifice, you know, like what Joel said, you, you, you come, you know, you paint church, you come and serve, you know, 7 a.m. You know, uh, uh, two of our vocalists today, they, 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 they found out just yesterday they had to jump in and serve. And they willingly said, yes, one of them drove all night last night, had one hour of sleep, came here early in the morning just to practice and worship and lead people into praise and worship. That kind of sacrifice, do we just do that so that when we end up in heaven, we get that crown, God says, well done, good and faithful servant. And you just, wow, okay, I have done well. I have run the race. I have achieved the prize. What's next? Don't you ever wonder, like, when you run this race and you get to heaven, it's as if it's very ironic because your whole life, right here, God has asked you that you need, a life, need to live a life of servitude. You need to live a life that is humble. But suddenly, when you get to the end, you have this crown. Is it for you to show off? What's the purpose of the crown that we, we, we live our lives as, 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 as Christians, as servants of God, loving people that we really don't want to love, loving people that some deem unlovable? Why do we do that? Then at the end of the day, suddenly, oh, I got the crown. I have done well. I am God's faithful servant. Bow down to me, those of you who are unlovable. Have you ever wondered that? Like, what are we going to do when we get that prize? Revelations 4 verse 10 to 11, and this is my last verse. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. 
and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, Lord, to receive glory and honour and power for you created all things. These 24 elders, they came and they laid down their crowns and they worshipped and they worshipped. See, church, that is our why. That is why we live a life that we are supposed to live right now. That is why we sacrifice. That is why we press on in this journey towards the outward call, towards the prize that we have yet to attain. That when we come before God and He says, well done, good and faithful servant, and He gives you that crown that you wear, that crown that tells everyone you have done well. That crown that tells everyone that you have sacrificed. That you have pressed on and you have won the race. That when you wear that crown, it's so that you can come before God. That you can bow down. And you can take off your crown and lay it at his feet. That's the whole purpose of our Christian life. That's the whole purpose of God bringing us to where we are. Not so that you can, you know, come to achieve. Yes, you're going to rule and reign with Christ. I know I'm not going to get into all the theological arguments and theological points you want you come for the Bible study. But I want you to get this. That it's not so that you can get to heaven and you can just chill and you can just have fun. By the end of the day, everything, even in eternity, we are coming before our Creator and our God and we're still going to worship Him. And everything that we do, everything that we do is really not for our glory. It's really so that we can come before Him and we can have that crown that we can take off our heads and lay down before Him once again. So that we can lay it down at the feet of Jesus. So that we can lay it down at the feet of Jesus. Hell is real. Heaven is very real. You know, in Foundation Truth, it is called elementary principles. It is called the Foundation Truth. And from there, you're supposed to build and you're supposed to grow. But you see, with everything, it is so important for us to get our hearts and our sights right. That we don't live for the now we don't live so that we can get into heaven. We don't live so that we don't get into hell. But we live because our heart is to worship the one true God. We live is to sacrifice for that audience of one, which is God. You know, I, I, I pray that we will come to a place where we won't take our salvation lightly. I pray we'll come to a place where we won't take our calling lightly. 
we won't take our lives lightly. We can go through COVID and we can go through financial difficulties, health difficulties, relationship difficulties and think that it is the end of the world and we worry, we, we take precautions, we, 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 we do our, our tests, we do this, we do that just to mitigate the risk. What about the risk of ending up in hell? Church, how many of you are living a life that is focused not just on your life right now, but focused with a big picture of knowing where you're going to go in eternity? Of not just knowing where you're going to go, not just barely making the mark, but to really come to a place and say, God, I want to run this race to achieve that crown so that I can lay it at your feet. So that I can come, I can honour you and I can still worship you in His presence when you meet Him in heaven. Foundation truth is just but a foundation. But you see, these key things we cannot get wrong. These key things we cannot get wrong. Because if it's not of God, you're going to flip to the elementary principles of the world. It's so easy, it's so easy, it's so easy. I pray, I pray that you will take away from today that you will not just see Christianity as your ticket to heaven, that you will not just see God or believing in Jesus as your ticket to heaven, but beyond that, that your life right now is not just about achieving what is earthly, or, or, or trying to please God, trying to please people, but it's really about this, this worship. It's really about this, this, this uh, ability to come before God and just say, God, I want to honour you in with my life right now. Everything that I have, every fibre of my being, I'm just going to come before you. I'm going to lay it down at your feet. I'm going to surrender everything. And I will leave no stones behind. That in this life that you live, I will leave nothing behind that I will hold back from surrendering it to God. It's a sermon about surrender. It's a sermon about giving your everything to God. Your entire life to God. Not just saying, God, I know I will follow you and then just come to church and do this and do that. No. You know, I don't know where you are at spiritually, but I believe that this is a message for some of you. That yes, you might have been in church, that some of you, even those of you who are listening online, maybe you have never stepped into church before. And it's like, what is this guy talking about hell and heaven? It's Chinese New Year. It should be a happy time. It's like, why are you bringing the mood down? But I believe that even as you sat through service today, I believe some of you, God has spoken to you. That He's asking you and telling you, hey, you know I love you. You know that I sent my one and only son to die on the cross for you. 
And God is saying, I want you to end up in heaven and not end up in hell. And I pray that if you feel that way, if you feel that God is speaking to you, you will just pray this prayer with me. That Father God, I ask that you come into my life. That I accept you as my personal Lord and Saviour. That God, please forgive me of all my sins. I choose to trust in you. I choose to hold on to you. I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And the next group of people that I want to speak to is, is this. You've been a Christian. You could have been a leader. But you have lost sight of things. You have lost focus on things. You are still living life. You are still a good Christian. You are still serving. But you have lost the passion. You have lost the ability to look at the big picture. That you are just living week by week, month by month. You are very happy where you are at. It's not that you are not a Christian. You thank God for all your blessings. You thank God for everything that you have. But somehow deep within you, you know that there is an emptiness and you know that there are things that God is asking you to surrender. I don't know what it is. It could be finances. It could be dreams. It could be a family. It could be relationships. But I'm getting this sense that there are some of us here today that God is asking and God has been knocking on your heart and saying that there are things that you need to surrender. There are things which I am working and doing in your life. That as you run this race, I want you to start to lose these baggages. That I want you to start to open these hidden doors of your heart. Because God is saying, it's time. It's time for you to let loose, to continue to press on. Full surrender. Full surrender. You know who you are. Father God, I pray for those who are feeling that way, for those of you who you are speaking to right now. God, I pray that you open their hearts and you open their minds, that God, they will see what you are doing in and through their life. That God, you will give them clarity. That God, you will give them the confidence to to take the next step forward. That God, that you will move them out of that place of comfort into a place that is ordained by you, into a place that God, you have charted out that path for their life, into a place of full surrender. That God, I pray that whatever that is holding them back, right now in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, you begin to touch them. Every stronghold, every hardened heart, you break, bind and remove in Jesus' name. So Father, I pray that today let there be such a release, that there be such a feeling for those who are feeling empty, that God, they will come to a place that God, they can come before you and say that God, I fully surrender my life to you, that everything that is not of you, God, I let loose, I put down past hurts, 
past, past conflicts, every single thing, broken relationship, sickness, diseases, I put it down, God, full surrender to you. That God, I will press on, I will run this race and I will, I will come before you and God, I will lay down my crown and say, God, I have lived a life of full surrender. So Father, right now we speak such courage. We speak such bravery in their hearts that God, as they continue to choose to trust you, the Holy Spirit, you will speak to their hearts. You will give them that joy and you will give them that peace to continue to press on, oh God. And for the rest of us, Father, we pray that even as we live our life each day, that we, will, we won't just be normal, nominal Christians. But God, we will be Christians that are passionate. We will be Christians that not, will, will not be uh, bogged down by the situations that are around us. But God, we will be the, the people who will bring the change into the situation that is around us, oh God. Father, we ask that each and every person you call to feel us, feel us strong. That God, even as we go out, let us let our lives be an impact to the world. Let our lives be a good testimony for you. That God, we will shine. That God, we will be salt of the earth and light of the world. Oh, Father, we pray here we are. This is our lives. We fully surrender to you. We give it our. We give you our lives. We give you full permission, God, to mold us, to move us, to build us, oh God. That, Father, you begin to purify us. That, God, as we move forward, that, God, you help keep our eyes on you and you alone. So, God, we trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. You know, I, I, I pray that you, 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 you got something out of today. I pray that you will, you, will, you will really come to a place where you can really just fully surrender to God. Fully surrender to God. I don't know about you, but that, that, that picture of, of us in heaven, having, going through this, this whole life, ups and downs, and coming before God, having that crown not so much for, for, for my pride, for our pride, or for our honour, but that crown on our head, that image of being able to come before God, bowing down, and taking off the crown, and laying at His feet. I don't know, that image gets me every time. So I pray the Holy Spirit will continue to speak to you. I pray that uh, you, you, you continue to just seek God, continue to, to look towards Him. Amen. Amen. Let's declare the benediction. Father God, we, we just want to thank you. We pray that you continue to be with us, continue to speak to us. So in the name of Father, grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the sweet, sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us in our going out and our coming in. Father, we choose to fully surrender ourselves to you. We pray that even as we come to a close, as we go back to our workplace, as we go back, even uh, those who are travelling back, that God may your presence continue to cover us. God, we pray just a prayer of protection upon every single person, oh God, keep everyone safe, keep everyone healthy, keep every disease, sickness, illness away from each and every one. We just want to thank you. We look to you. Our glory, our honour to your name. In Jesus' name, we pray. 
Amen. 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 Thank you so much, church. We'll see you next weekend, next Sunday, same time, same place. For those who are online, good day. God bless. Amen. Happy Chinese New Year. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.